genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, a.k.a. Rachel's Boyfriend, and I'm here, as always, with your panel of co-hosts, Casey Crawford. Hello. Sean Petit. What up? And RJ Vite. hey I did that out of order, didn't I? Yeah, you sure did. did. It threw me way off. <laughs> me too. Well, I mean, I was as, last, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> as a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin them for you, so I'm going to give you some timestamps in the description so you can skip anything you need to skip. Um, our top story today is Homesick Pilots, number one, by Dan Waters and Casper Wingard. Yeah. How is everybody this week? Doing all right. We're making it through. I'm here. We're just surviving in Groundhog Day. Yep. Mm -hmm. The same day. (laughs) Every day. Every day is my favorite day now. New new comics is just the only way I can tell time is passing. Dude, (laughs) Dude, that is legit my only... I haven't left this room in three days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that and like just going on to a comic book store on Wednesday. Like I get so many people that are like, this is the only sense of normalcy that I have. And I'm like, you're welcome. That's what we're here for. Yeah, it's the only place I've gone that isn't for food or I had to go to for work in the last nine months. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's, uh, it's the only way that I could like set my week up. Like a if we take a break, I don't go. Yeah, exactly. It. I, you blink and it's the year was over. It's, yeah, it's this is just crazy. the year that wasn't. Yeah, I uh, I, also I was, was in so many ways. Oh, <laughs> it was too much and not enough all at the same time. <laughs> I, I bummed myself out so hard because I was like cleaning my house a couple days ago, and I found the ticket to the last show me and my boyfriend went to. It was on February sixteenth. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> I was like, no. That. Wow! Oh my god! Oh. It's gonna be February sixteenth soon. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. I'm like, wow! It's almost the one year anniversary of the last time I saw live music. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking about um, it was like right before we really knew the scope of the virus. Like, I remember having the conversation. We had this dinner for my friend's birthday. We're in this like really nice restaurant. We had like this real long table. There was like 15 people there. And like the beginning of the meal, everyone was talking about like, so what's this whole virus thing? Blah, blah, blah. And like, that's the last time I've been in a group of people. <laughs> Fuck. I think the last time I really remember, I actually hung out with Casey right after she got healthy. Yeah. Right after now. I had COVID. Right now, after we now know she had COVID, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is. Yeah looking back (laughs) that was dicey yeah no probably shouldn't have gone to work or the bar or ridden on a subway or any of the stuff i did while i was still recovering or Or, shared nachos with us that one time (laughs) yeah or just sit in adam's tiny office and record this podcast right before you realized you were just breathing hot covid on everybody (laughs) or uh hijacked a kid's story time at a barnes and noble and just read to a bunch of kids (laughs) i I did that volunteering at the elderly home yeah right Right. <laughs> just doing opera singing for the elderly. It's just doing everything. It's like, how did COVID spread so quickly? I don't know. Just we'll like never cut. know. We'll never know who patient zero is. I, 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 I had this thought, Casey, because um, 
We originally thought that it was people coming over from Europe that originally brought the the virus over to to the, to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And we went to that signing at Old City <gasps> with um, Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen. Oh, that son of Europe. a bitch! That so, son like, of a bitch! Did you get it from him? And then you're just patient zero here. It's very likely, honestly, because like that's super possible it was like the middle of january right when he was yeah. there and then i caught it like february 1st was when yeah. like i started having symptoms uh so, so maybe i, don't I mean maybe. i don't i don't want to start throwing rumors around that <laughs> kieran yeah. gillen brought uh COVID COVID to the to the united united States. States. <laughs> yeah but you did it now it's but, out you there. know but the evidence is there that's all i'm saying <laughs> Public enemy number one, mild-mannered Kieran Gillen, of all people. <laughs> oh, my God. I joke. I joke. No, I honestly, I, I got it from... My, my boyfriend was sick a day before I was, and I was like, oh, shit, let me go get some soup because I'm going to be sick. And then I was. And then I continued to be sick for three weeks longer than he was. Um, and then, yeah, like, so I think one of his clients gave it to him. And then he gave it to me. I think that's our theory. I don't know. I'm actually starting to not feel so great the last few days. Yeah, I'm but, actually you know. taking a test tomorrow as we record this. Yay. I'll probably know whether I have it by the time you listen to this. So <laughs> um, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's just uh, you know depression and anxiety. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. I can tell you from experience of having both, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Both as in COVID and, and depression, depression and anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I've been having like the uh, the headaches, body aches, fatigue kind of symptoms. Mm, yeah, but depression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do, you, do, you, do you have that symptom where Netflix keeps constantly asking you if you're still there? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Wish, I wish I had that symptom right now. <laughs> also, just uh, staring at the screensaver on Apple TV. I have that symptom. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. screensaver is, like, very soothing. It's pretty great. They, they have one that's just a whale just spinning around underwater. <laughs> I watched that for about an hour and a half yesterday. There was one on, uh, like, the, the TV that they have at the shop uh, that I get tattooed at, Zach's shop, and it was just, like, aerial shots from, like, airports and just, like, cars driving around in, like, slow-mo because it's so far away, and I'm like, I could... I could watch this all day. Good thing I have to because I'm getting tattooed for four hours. Yeah. So like an hour later, you're like, have I been looking at this the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, I think I hypnotized myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So comic books. Yeah. Yeah. They came out this week. They sure yeah. did. <laughs> what do we got this week? Who's kicking us off? Uh, oh, it looks like me. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we talked cool. about this for like an hour before we, we hit did. record. We sure did. Um, so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 112 by Sophie Campbell, Jody Nishijima, and Rhonda Pattison. Uh, this was super good this week. Um, oh, I missed this one. So, we got... A, a, like a, The tensions are boiling over in Mutant Town. So, there, there's this like focus group at, um, at the shelter. And this adorable 
You say focus group, but it's a support group. Support group. They're not trying to get they're, analytic data. They're trying to, <laughs> they're not trying to get process our, their, their opinions trauma. On, on some new um, soft, soft drink. drink. It's really <laughs> all the extension wow. of the same thing. You guys both went to the same place. That's pretty good. <laughs> we both said soft drink. Like, what's yeah. that? <laughs> Which is equally as weird that you said the same thing. <laughs> We're just spending too much time together now. I know. <laughs> but we're literally not, though, Casey. Uh, I hate when my therapist keeps trying to sell me things, like a, like a vacuum. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need that. What, what are you doing? I'm trying to get over my shopaholic uh, tendencies. <laughs> it's called immersion therapy, guys. No. So, so we meet this this like poison dart frog kid, who dart frog kid got it. Another frog kid. Yeah, but he's like blue with spots, and he's poisonous. Like Which if he touches just you, really you get really sick. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just like rogue, but without any of the benefits of being rogue. Yeah, yeah, like being rogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> Hot take. That's awesome. But also, um, Mona is still trying to process her trauma of her parents just abandoning her. And she's like trying to open up to Mikey, or no, was it Donnie that she Donnie. was trying to open yeah. up to? It's hard to tell because no one, no one's wearing a mask anymore. So <laughs> it was Donnie because he just left doing the podcast and was wearing overalls so he could like fix up the the housing. It's Mikey that has the podcast. Yeah. Oh God damn it! Yeah, I thought it was Donnie the whole time. Yeah, it was probably Mikey then. I it's, don't know. I'm sorry. No one's wearing a mask and it's <laughs> no one. No one talked to me. Yeah, their color, their clothes aren't color coordinated. It's very. Yeah, they, it's, it's, it's just hard. a bunch of turtles now. And it's they're not holding crazy. any weapons while they have casual yeah. conversations about their feelings. <laughs> but, so but I, yeah, I can't. Well, th- but that's that's one thing. Uh, Michelangelo has a podcast, so he's just like literally all of us. <laughs> Mostly you. I'm gonna say. I, like I would be on his show. Mikey, if you're listening, yeah, of course you would. <laughs> you add, you say that like like you're doing him a favor, like yeah. you want to be dying to be on there. <laughs> I think we should have him on our show. I agreed. Yeah, Mikey, if you're listening, come on the show. We'll yeah. talk about turtles. But um, so uh, Mona's like opening up to to Donnie about you know how her family's abandoning her, and she's like, "How are your folks handling all this?" And he has to, he was, he kind of like went, oh. And oh shit, like, I'm, a, I'm a real life turtle, bro. I have, to, I have to have the, I'm an incarnate, reincarnated samurai in a real turtle that got mutated conversation. Yeah, so he has to have that conversation with her. And she just kind of like, just, just thousand yard stare, like, oh my God. She's like, like no I what? thought you I understood what, what we were all going through. <laughs> So a, a, such a good comedic panel. The beat after he's just like, also our mom's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't believe it either. <laughs> it's great because <laughs> like their their origin story is bananas. Yeah, yeah no, I right. actually I uh, as as of when I when we're recording as of when you're listening to this I already posted on social media like wow when you put it that way this comic about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine like getting mutated and then finding out that like everything else exists (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so so at this at this um this therapy group um Mona kind of start goes in hot, like you know these mutant animals are screwing everyone over, 
and no one's doing anything about it. And then this poison dart frog kid is just like, yeah, fuck these guys. And then there's like, and then poison dart frog, poison dart frog kid is also like, fuck the turtles too. Yes, yeah. so I was like, oh, sh- oh shit. Huh. It was like, oh, all you guys do is teach karate and record podcasts. Like you actually have the ability to make change and you're just not because the mutanimals are just fucking oppressing us. And then there were a few people there who were like, I don't know. I think the mutanimals are great. And then there was one lady there who was like, I am a mutanimal. And then just like this fucking mosh pit started. Yeah. The the, the person in charge of the, the group just... I don't know if she'd never done it before, but she lost. She lost. <laughs> yeah, she lost control. So right. Yeah, she lost control. control. Right yeah, lost control. The the poor, well-meaning mouse lady. <laughs> but um. Oh, also, uh, Casey's in Mutant Town now, which is neat, and uh, Angel. Okay. Finally. But then yeah. that causes even more of a problem because the Mutanimals got word that there were humans around, and they go to arrest them, and. Even more chaos breaks out. Yeah, they out. show up right at the, like, while that fight's happening. It's just like, couldn't have been worse timing, guys. What the fuck? And th- and in all of this chaos, uh, the poison frog touched Mikey and made him really sick. So and I like how Mona Lisa's like, there's no 911. I'm like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Which is why y'all gotta chill. <laughs> but uh, so then um we we have uh, one of those ninja turtle scenes that we all know and love where everyone's sitting around someone who's in bed oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's just what i think of the book ninja turtles one <laughs> but they, they all they all decide in that moment that okay we need to have some sort of democracy and we're gonna have an election and we're going to try to get sally to be mayor of Mutant Town against her own will. By she the way, she very, was not. She has a very like volunteer to do the science project. And it was like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Honestly, honestly, How did I get in charge of this all of a sudden? <laughs> I I was I was thinking they were going to go with Mikey. Mm-hmm. I like, would think it, Leo. Honestly, he's the leader, uh, right? Uh, That's, is that yeah. the too obvious choice? Yeah, Sally's a good choice. I don't know about Sally you guys. Is a good she, if she doesn't want it, she'll probably end up doing what's actually good for people. That's true. Something yeah. else, you know? Yeah. People do, you know, like her. The turtles are I'm just, I'm just interested dojo. to see who she en- ends up running against. Obviously, Hob. Ugh. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so. Also, I just want to say that I realized this issue in particular that this book is secret anarchy. Mm-hmm. It's teaching nerds about anarchy, but in a like very subtle, secretive way. But there, there's also kind of um, this overarching uh, theme of we're in crisis and our government is doing nothing for us. Yeah, well, that's and and the way to solve that is direct action, mobilization, f- uh, you know, pooling resources, community building. I'm like, ha! and getting a cat mayor. <laughs> getting a cat mare. Yeah, that's getting a that's kitty the, cat That's mare. the tenth step oh. in the anarchist cookbook. I knew a it. Lion mare. Guys. A lion mare. Right, ah, she's a cat. That's fine. She's definitely like she's well, a cat. Oh, I know she's a, a lion. Lions are cats. So, that would get confusing. About, it's like it's like, oh what, I just have to choose between two cats? That's my <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's different. She's a lion, bro. <laughs> Lions are she's cats. Her last name is Pride. <laughs> They're big cats. They're not just oh. cats. All right, Joe Exotic. I mean, she'll beat me up. I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, she's deny that. jacked. She's jacked. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this, this book just keeps getting better and better. I love Sophie's writing on this. 
Oh yeah. Um, we learned that one of the weasels' name is Mushroom. I don't know if we learned their, did we learn their names before that. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we oh, knew okay. it was Mushroom from like a couple issues ago, right. and I I squealed about it. I remember that. Yeah, all the little ones have like pizza topping names. Of course they do. <laughs> Makes sense to go along with pepperoni. Yeah, <laughs> and anchovy, and anchovy, of course. How could I forget it? <laughs> what the other one's name is? Yeah. And then there's Clunk. Pineapple. I'm waiting for Clunk to get mutated. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. Oh, also, there's a there's a tease at the very end that like the next month tease is like an adult Lita with the time travel staff. Yeah, the ah, thing that cool. they've been teasing. Oh, so yeah, that'll be dope. Yep. Yeah. She's mayor. Got it. Figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> She's future state mayor of yeah. Mutant. Nice. Oh, there God. it is. So yeah, this book is great. What uh, if Bebop and Rock City are the the electoral opponents? Oh, that God. would be dope. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> and then there's a mini series. <laughs> Bebop and Rock City run for office. Oh my God, dude! I would <laughs> love that if it's like in the same vein of De- Bebop and Rock City destroy everything and Bebop and Rock City hit the road. <laughs> Those are both Bebop fantastic and Rocksteady series. go to Washington. Yeah, Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady uh, run for local office. <laughs> I'd, I'd, yep, yeah, I'm in. Everyone's favorite idiots. <laughs> All right. Um. So probably one of my favorite books of the week. Uh, even though Casey tried to steal it multiple times. Multiple still, times. Still, still going to try. Continue. We could talk about it together. How about that? Um, Batman Black and White number one by ye- all of them. This mess head. Holy shit. Um, it's actually not as bad as you're thinking because there aren't colorists. That's true. So, <laughs> and some of the stories were only written by written and drawn by the same person. So it's like, not. it's not a typical anthology. Usually I can't fit it in the tweet. <laughs> I'll just roll through them real quick. We had a story by James Tynan and Trad Moore story um written and illustrated by jh williams um another one written by g willow wilson and illustrate uh, drawn by greg smallwood man you're right we did have a lot of combos uh one was written and drawn by emma rios and then the last one was written by paul dini and drawn by andy kubert yes you heard that right <laughs> what a team um, I, I don't i'm bad at names but the first one, that's the Silver Surfer Black guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because yes. this story was... I, this was probably my favorite one, I think. Oh, it's so good. That shit melted um, my brain. <laughs> the art is that Silver Surfer Black art, but with no color, so it was like somehow f- harder to follow. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> felt like it needed color. Like, Tradmore needs color. I it don't know, look, man. I loved it. was still it. really good, but yeah. this thing would have really popped in, in color. This I, also, cool. I also just love, like henchman stories in the batman universe like a henchman's perspective is always really fun yeah this one was about just a henchman that works for ra's al ghul that's just tasked with going after batman and his sole mission is just to get one punch on batman and he does and he's so fucking happy he's so fucking it's just like it fulfills his life purpose to just like clock batman in the fucking jaw (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, fifty like Batman kills like fifty, you know, takes out oh, like, yeah. fifteen assassins. But he got he got that one hit, and that was his job. And then like gets decimated right after. I'm yep, sure. Gets his ass kicked. Yeah, he gets his ass whooped. <laughs> um, yeah, like you see one. him like clutching his chest in delight as he's just mm-hmm. like falling into unconsciousness. <laughs> um, 
The J.H. Williams one, the art, that shit was just bonkers. Holy shit, man. Also, the, con- the content was fucking bonkers. Yeah. Like, Batman hates COVID, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this one felt super relevant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he's like, I usually the I can punch villains. This villain I can't punch, and it's so yeah. much more frustrating. I'm like, yeah, same. It's very much same. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it, bro. Um, the Paul Dini one, it was good, and it was gorgeous, obviously. I'm trying to think what other... That one had Talia and fucking Swamp Thing. I was just like, all right. Yeah, that one was the um, the Man Bat Ninjas the, uh, that work for... Yeah, the for- Man Bat Ninjas that weren't quite ready, So, and, but they're protectors. So Batman's like, I got an idea, and sends them to a, a forest, and they help protect it with Swamp Thing, <laughs> which, is fucking, which is cool. Um, yeah, that was the, the Kubert one. That was so that good. Was Andy, Kubert. Andy, Emma- Andy Kubert is... The whole Kubert family, like, what... What... <laughs> How Actually, does that happen? So you want to? I don't. Uh, what? Then they made was a whole the Emma Rios one. Uh, um, Casey. And so, so what I gathered from it is very poetic and beautiful. Because it's called Sisyphus. So um, that. I think it's the the Lazarus pits, right? Coming back over and over again from the Lazarus pits. Maybe. That's what I got. It was gorgeous, but I yeah. couldn't. I didn't know what was happening. It was very. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got nothing for you. Yeah. Um. Oh, the G. Willow Wilson one had Killer Croc in it. They had oh, a little bit of everything. So this yeah. is a good one, too. Yeah. I love that one. Because, yeah, he's, like, trying to save a kidnapping victim, but uh, she's not. She's not a kidnapping victim at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to be with him. And he's just, yeah. like, cooking dinner. It's Killer Croc in an apron, like, <laughs> over the yeah, stove. She's like, we're fine. And he's like, there's a body in the kitchen. He's like, it's okay. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, she's like, not everyone's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some this like had a little bit of everything for Batman. I'm... I, I really liked it. Yeah, and this is like issue, I'm yeah. like a casual Batman fan, and I love the shit out of this anthology. This is a good like casual. I, you can get a little bit of everything. Um, and then the next one, they had the preview of who it's going to be. It's Tom King and Mitch Gerards. Um, Sophie Campbell's doing. I don't know if she's drawing or writing, but we got a Sophie Campbell Batman story coming. I think David that's Aja. her Catwoman. That's in the in the tease. Oh, totally. Oh, you think it's the Catwoman one? That would make sense if that, it's in order. That looks like her vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that's gonna be cool. Dustin We I don't know all these names, but I'm uh, sure Dustin Weaver rules, David Aja rules. David Aja's hell um Hawkeye. That whole fracture. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could I I could see that now. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the picture. Yep. <laughs> and then a Gabriel Hardman. So like i dude, this is such a great series because you get all these great talents that may not always be on Batman to write Batman stories. Yeah. Um this was this was great. I think there's another one of these, right? That they've done before. Yeah, this is this is a like at least second series. I don't know okay. how how. Uh, I, I feel like, like the, the original Batman Black and White ran for a while. What was that, RJ? I think it's like the third or fourth time they've done this. Oh yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've read all of them before, but this one was this one was. I mean, great. that's also the beauty of it. You can just pick up any of them, and it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, you don't really need to have been caught up on Batman. You could just kind of hop in and enjoy them and look at the pretty art. Because <laughs> I feel like that's the main... I know there's some good little stories, but the art really shines in a lot of these. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, Batman Black and White, number one. Buy it. It's great. <laughs> All right, is that next Next one up? Yep. Sweet, sweet revenge. Uh, <laughs> I've got Marauder, Marauder 16 by Jerry Duggan, Stefano Caselli, and Edgar Delgado. 
our long, long-awaited 16 issues and more waiting. <laughs> um, yeah, which which was your favorite fuck Shaw panel from this, <laughs> this issue? Yeah, that's pretty much what that boils down. To. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I like the color Kate slap. That's uh, so fucking good. Yeah, I was gonna say it's um it's a tie between all of them. <laughs> so so we open up with um Bishop calling in Storm and going. I found this evidence. I think uh, Shaw might have something to do with uh, Kate uh, Kate's death. And Storm just gives like Storm doesn't say anything and just has this look on her face. And Bishop's like, "You already know this, don't you? Like, <laughs> what what are you doing? Just like letting me, uh, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're so just gonna funny. let me do detective work for this whole time. Like, I've oh, been busy. He's like, oh, you guys, you guys already know already. Okay, whatever. So we we jump cut to. Um, Kate and Emma on horses riding to uh, the Hellfire Palace. Um, As one does. And uh, so <laughs> Shaw is like sitting down uh, by the fire and hears a knock and he goes to the door and there's just uh, a kill uh, fist phased through the door <laughs> and just knocks like, like, you know, clocks him. And then there's a, a Shaw fist that comes through. <laughs> And uh, then she like grabs Emma's hand and like phases through the door and uh, so good. I like that she knocks on the door first just so he walks. Yeah, through it. that's so yeah, good. of course, right? And it'll be rude. So Shaw's like <laughs> walking someone's house. What are you guys doing? You just made a dumbass mistake. Did you forget my powers? And Emma's like, no, of course not. And shoots him with a with a mutant gun that gets rid of his powers. I like and that the sound effect is voip. Voip is one of my favorite sound effects. That's and then Kate. Kate hits him in the nuts. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> and then uh, just starts like wasting all of his like like the most precious alcohol that's ever uh, existed. Oh yeah, all his whiskey that's like uh, throughout different ages. Because <laughs> and he's just like that was a gift from a Japanese warlord. It's like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, Kate like takes a swig of something and it was like I've been working on an impression. Who am I? And spits into the fire. It's like I'm Lockheed. <laughs> uh, so they like just demolish Shaw and um, he Shaw kind of s- tries to spin it of like you know I helped you. You were you the you know the portals and the resurrection thing weren't working for you because you didn't you didn't believe that you were a mutant. So I like gave. I took away your doubt. And it's like, whatever, what bro. A, what a fucking gaslighting abuser bullshit thing to say. Right. Yeah. Dude, bro, you fucking killed me. I, like, <laughs> fuck off. So, I hate you because I love you, obviously. Yeah, right. So Emma uh, gives him the ultimatum, which is they'll reveal everything Shaw did to the council, and they'll decide in like a second and throw him into the pit with Sabretooth. Or mm-hmm. he can um, entreat uh, Catherine and, and Emma and they'll keep it to themselves uh, so he, he's like I choose neither and tries to run away and there's this great <laughs> whole page splash of, oh, yeah. of him falling through the window Kate going out and Glob seeing Shaw and Glob's like 
Shaw, uh, Mr. Shaw, are you okay? And Kate's like, hi, Glob, grabs Shaw, and then phases back. He's like, bye, Glob. <laughs> she grabs him by the ankles and drags his ass back into the house. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's a perfect nine-panel comedic yeah. moment. Because then Glob is just kind of like looks around and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, I don't know what I just saw. So then, uh, Poor Glob. So <laughs> Poor Glob. then they, they, you know, they throw Shaw back inside, and Kate's like, I'm not the only one, you know, who's out for blood. And there's this, like, storm crackle shadow behind her, and it's Storm and Lockheed. And, uh, <laughs> and Lockheed, like, goes over and just eats Shaw's eye and spits <laughs> into the fire like Kate did. And I was like, oh, man. I like that he didn't so even eat good. the eye. It was yeah. just, like, an insult. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to eat your eye. <laughs> and then, um, and then, uh, was it uh they uh Shaw, or kate like you know is telling him to like calm down and like gives him a drink but it ends up being poison so they just poison shaw now and um they're yeah, like so like- you're either going to die get stuck you know you know go through the resurrection protocols and probably not ever you know going to be the last in the queue for forever or mm-hmm. you're going to survive and we're going to take over all your operations and uh, you're just gonna yeah, have to live survive and basically be paralyzed yeah. because this shit's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> you're either gonna die or basically be dead. And there's like, this <laughs> there's this shot of like Emma, Storm, and Kate all standing together, and I'm like, who's this band? I love them. They're my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite band. <laughs> those three are like that. That's the best uh, group in on Krakoa right now for me. Um, so and then it like kind of fades to black with Shaw blacking out, but not before Emma going. My the island will see my sister Cordelia resurrected before you. Uh, and Emma doesn't like either of her sisters. Uh, so that's like you know top shelf burn. And um, <laughs> then they get to the Cryo Council, and where they're they're going to um, discuss who should take the place of Apocalypse and Jean. Uh, because of Ten of Swords, and Emma's like, <laughs> Emma and Kate roll in with Shaw in one of Xavier's old wheelchairs, and they're like, all right, uh, are we discussing names? Because I've got ones that I prefer, and Xavier's like, are we gonna, like, talk about what, what what's going on? And they're like, do you want to put it to a vote? So they all vote whether they should talk about what the hell happened to Shaw or not. <laughs> and Sinister's like, yes, I want to know. And I Mystique is know. like, no, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but she's like smiling. I also love that like Shaw also said no. He's no, like, no yeah, Shaw does not want to talk about it. Shaw does not want to talk about the thrashing that just happened. Yeah. And uh, so... the. It, they leave they leave the vote deadlocked and he was like well you know as you can see even though uh my body isn't uh around my mind is still like uh for Krakoa or whatever and it's like all right whatever asshat <laughs> <laughs> but i'm so excited to see what's going to happen this issue was so cathartic <laughs> yeah they really very. brought him down a peg <laughs> maybe maybe several yeah he needed it, man. Oh, oh definitely. My God. <laughs> and not the only person on Krakoa to lose an eye recently. So <laughs> there's this great bit where they they pull out an eye patch for him, and Emma turns to Kate's like, 
did you just have an eye patch on you the whole time? And she's like, I figured I needed it eventually. It came with the jacket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it came yes. with the pirate costume. Wait, who else lost their eye? Didn't, um... Uh, Havoc. Before, Havoc. Before... Oh, well, he's back with both eyes, so it's fine. <laughs> and, um... Uh, Cyclops lost an eye right before the whole, uh... The whole exosword thing. Now I'm just yeah. thinking about Eyeboy <laughs> falling uh, in like spot. a Eyeboy falling in like Ivy and then needing like eye patches on like fifteen oh, hand like fifteen <laughs> of his eye hands. That poor, that poor guy. Oh no. Just itching his eyeballs. No. It must be awful. I can't yeah. imagine life as Eyeboy. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't buy goggles or sunglasses. I mean like no, you I mean can. you, you, just, you, you can fifty of them. for like the two main ones. <laughs> uh, well i got some more x-men for y'all if you're, yeah! if you're so inclined wait hold on i thought we weren't an x-men podcast uh bullshit oh, not if rj and i have anything Every to say week. about it <laughs> hey, sword number one row where it's not the top story only because you guys hate fun <laughs> <laughs> no just you <laughs> oh, you just hate me. Got it. What else is there? Uh, sword number one by Al Ewing, Valerio Shidi, and Marte Gracia. Uh, holy shit, guys. Like, yes. they got a fucking... Mutants got a space navy. Shit's, shit's wild. Uh, Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, Let's so do it. They, they do a really good job of um, doing a book that's entirely staffed with obscure characters and the way they do that is magneto comes on a like diplomatic mission to see you know the mutant space expedition because yeah, he's like the council representative exactly for so, space for, for sword so and shit. yeah the the quick tagline for sword in general is kind of just shield but for like interplanetary um stuff space shield so like yeah space shield space but shield. this time it's an x book and it and abigail was um made a mutant in AVX consequences, just like kind of like thrown away E. Um, but she's always kind of had ties to the X-Men. So now this book is like full on like this is an X book, but uh it this is gonna be like the sci fi like space adventure book and it's super exciting. It's also really interesting there's a whole uh, dialogue between Brand and Magneto where she's basically like, no, we speak for Earth. Like, Krakoa happens to be on Earth and we are going to represent Krakoa also, but like, don't think that you know, like, this isn't an Earth thing. Like, this is Sol. And then uh, Magneto's like, well, but you are operating with Krakoan technology and Krakoan you know, people and Kirko and everything else. So let's just call it even and say your work for Kirko. Or now he says like Kirkoa works for you. So like it's more like a partnership than it is yeah. like a yeah. So I was like, that's exactly. that's a pretty cool way to handle that whole thing. Because it's not it's not mutant supremacy in space. It's just hey, mutants. Mutants are, are also on this space station. Exactly. Yeah. In space. <laughs> <laughs> but they do a really good job of like. Magneto going around and like being introduced to the entire crew uh, because I like kind of know who some of these people are, but for the most part, nah, I don't know who these people are. I think I, I have a new favorite is. Marvel is, character out of all this. This is maybe the most <laughs> obscure roster an X book has like ever had. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like so, so it's station commander is Abigail Brand, and then 
the technology slash engineering is WizKid, RJ's favorite WizKid. He uh, sounds like just... a Burger King Kids Club character. <laughs> I can't believe they brought him back. He he existed in Exterminators, and which was like four issues, and X Factor during Inferno. I I found his first appearance in the Dollar Box the other day. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> he's great. He's got this wheelchair that he used to turn into like a helicopter and a spaceship and like all yeah, this. Wild yeah. So his shit. whole thing is that he can take any kind of technology and like just just rig it into something else. Like that is his mutant power. He can like uh, so alter. He, yeah. Technology. So in this Forge. book, they talk. <laughs> no, because like, they talk about biotechnology as well, and that's yeah, you can talk mm. to the Kako and stuff. And Anything that has any yeah. kind of like engineering. So, like, even bioengineering or even, like... And we'll, and we'll get to that later. There's a really cool way that they use that as well. Um, but, yeah, then there's also the logistics team, which is headed up by um, Manifold. Is uh, And then he's got a whole team of other teleporters with him oh, so that they can, like, team they teleport. They Cheney on a team. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the six instead yeah. of the five so they for their stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I, I'm going to get to that, too. Um, and then... <laughs> executive producer is fabian cortez which is one of the characters that i did not know from previous uh but uh he's definitely seems fucking insufferable so that's the vibe <laughs> i got he's the hope analog for the six yeah. ah and yeah and and he yeah because he's he's like a, a power augmenting right that's like his thing he, aug he augments other people he like, yeah yeah so yeah, yeah he can power augment other people yeah but he's also like i because i totally googled him he, he was like uh he started like basically the uh the mutant church that worships magneto he's, he's part of the acolytes um yeah who were people that lived on a space station with magneto and they they worshiped him as a god um but it he specifically betrayed magneto because he was part of the upstarts also which were these new up-and-coming villains um that were like one some of them were like from the future um but they were like young villains that would hunt mutants for sport and they treated it like a video game where they would get points and they were it was run by an omnipotent person called the game master and um so fabian was part of them and he betrayed magneto for that and uh the acolytes have gone through like three different versions there's actually four like three or four acolytes on this team and sword because amelia vault is one of the teleporters and she's also an acolyte and uh frenzy yeah we'll i was gonna say it. i thought frenzy was too yeah um but yeah that makes perfect sense why the interaction between magneto and fabian is just like you like he's like talking he's to like, brandon magneto like, why the fuck did you get this fucking piece of shit and fabian's just like oh my lord oh it's so good to see you my lord and it's just, just like oh my god this guy and like brand's like uh sorry yeah there was slim pickings uh <laughs> yeah, and he just has sucks. the money mostly uh <laughs> uh but yeah then there's the uh, diplomacy which is frenzy as we talked about and like she's working with like the kree and the, the scrolls and like the Shi'ar and like doing that whole vibe that's gonna be super interesting and then uh security is Cable he's the security director nice. <laughs> he's just like give a 16 year old a job of to just walk around and be a bully on a spaceship like well, sure he, why not? he's got the sword that powers he's it got, so. it's true it's true he's got random and, and risk to help him up <laughs> and then everyone's favorite Peeper. <laughs> I, I, literally, I literally whispered out loud I love him with <laughs> uh, 
like Magneto's just like, oh, Peeper, buddy, how you been? Let's go get a beer together. This is like such a sweet little moment. I be his best friend. Magneto, like, <laughs> completely, the best part about, like, having this whole team and, like, Fabian is Fabian's, like, trying to rekindle the whole like treating magneto like a lord thing and then he sees paper and he completely ignores fabian for paper (laughs) (laughs) and it's like this character that was around he's been like five issues total (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so good but yeah then then we start to get into um mutant technology there's a really cool data page on it so it basically explains it in like the way that the five operate as like a single unit to do the resurrections and the way that like the fastball special is like two people so like doing something that they couldn't do themselves you know yeah so he cites the fastball special as the first iteration of mutant technology which is you know just like combining two or more mutant powers together into a kind of system that that works into a, it's a combo combo right so <laughs> so now the they he made the five an extension of that and now the six so obviously they're going to deal with that more but i just feel like that's such a really cool way to add to the the lore and depth of something that was just kind of like or he threw wolverine like yeah. you know, it's, it's like not that he threw Wolverine. The big man throws the little man. He got right. knives on his hands. Yeah, like you know, Wolverine needs to get over there. If he can get over there quicker, it's it's better. Like it's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, yeah. And then the rest of that data page was talking like, okay, what's next for mutant technology? They went to the five for the resurrection stuff. Now the six is these multiversal teleportation. Yeah, th- yeah. Shit. This like, is the second stage circuit. So, yeah, yeah. We, we get we get um, introduced to uh, what this book is going to be about. Which yeah. is the six and the fact and they're that just they, they're just time space hopping, just they, bouncing so around. Now, now mutants can go anywhere, and when we say anywhere, we mean literally anywhere, not even <laughs> bound <laughs> to this dimension. <laughs> yeah, it's if anyone ever read uh, Al Ewing's The Ultimates, uh, it's fucking incredible. It's great. Highly recommend it. Go grab the trade paperback. Uh, I feel like it didn't get nearly enough praise when it was out it was so uh good. and and this book gives me that vibe a lot where it's just like we're gonna solve the problems before they happen because we can just go anywhere and do anything we have all this power why not use it mm-hmm. you know in that book as like a little teaser they end up like satiating galactus's hunger and becomes the life bringer <laughs> it's just like that's it's just like yeah we fixed that problem in like an issue what's next we just figured out how many donuts he can eat <laughs> we got him a bottomless nachos plate from Applebee's, <laughs> and he's just good now. We got him the uh, the Guy Fieri's uh, trash can nachos. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, um, but then they then uh, they they bounce out to like the end of existence and grab. Oh, they go through the white hot room. What the fuck is that? That's, that's <laughs> where the saying, phoenix dude. lives. Oh, see, okay, I knew there were pieces of this that I didn't understand that RJ was going to tell me about. <laughs> All right, because I was just like, oh, they did a really cool thing and got a really that's cool, like, like, Cosmic Cube type thing. That's like going into the Emcron Crystal, the Nexus of All Realities, where the, the Phoenix resides, White Hot Room, and they, they uh... grab something from it. Yeah, it's like a little, like, it looks like a four-sided die, like, but if like, it so were like a Cosmic Cube. Now, there's a yeah. lot to unpack in this, isn't there? Yeah, holy shit, man. Yeah, they basically <laughs> just went and grabbed something from somewhere. But it also fucked them Multi-dimensional. up. Multi-dimensional. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it took a toll, too. Yeah, Manifold is, like, hurting bad. And WizKid's <laughs> like, we He's broke, like, like, cosmic rules doing that. 
<laughs> yeah, so whatever they went and grabbed must be pretty fucking. Yeah, that big, was like big, such a footnote deal. on the end of they crossed otherwise. The yeah, yeah, they did. They crossed the galactic streams. And it, it ends with them <laughs> holding it and Bran going, "This is this is the future. This was this is what comes next." Yeah. So oh, this is only the this is the smallest step towards what they're yeah, this actually Yeah, this feels planning. like a prologue to a much bigger... Yeah, Absolutely, I'm yeah. psyched! Like the, the last, like, five pages where they did, like, the jump and they come back, I'm like, oh, this is what this book is going to be. Krakoa... <laughs> they had to get through the yada yada, these are the people, okay. Yeah, now, exactly. Right, here it is. But, like, Krakoa set up the mutants as a, as a nation, and, you know, they're able to hold, them, hold themselves, but this is, like, this is... They're, uh, this is the next goal. This is like going to be able to uh, supplant themselves as a as a force to, you know, not be threatened. Well, this puts them as a force in the universe, not just right. On Earth. Exactly. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is how they're going to be able to really. I think the survive. idea they mentioned it a couple times. It probably is to put them on par with like the Shi'ar. Yeah, totally. Kree skull because that come that's coming up a few times, and I bet that's the end game to. Right. They to they also talk that. about um how the scrolls and uh Kree the are Kree still are, in like a they're they're in a tenuous. In oh a yeah, truce, that was really cool. But like the, the only thing that rivals them now are the Shi'ar, and uh trying to get on the good side of the Kree and the scroll and have any kind of diplomatic agreement is real tough because the Emperor, Hulkling, and the Emperor's mother-in-law is Scarlet Witch, the Great Pretender, as the Krakoans call her. Uh, she's like the enemy of the state number one of Krakoa because, you know, she did M-Day and killed... Oh, right. Yeah, so, so like, there's a whole thing. And, like, it's Magneto saying it, too, which is really weird because, like, he is her dad but isn't because of some bullshit that happened in some event that no one cares about. Um, <laughs> so, like, I was like, wow, this is this just got, like, really complicated in, like, diplomatic sense, like, just instantly. Because, yeah. you know, the, 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 like, storied history of the Shi'ar with X-Men is, is one thing. And then, like, oh, shit, now the Kree and the Scroll have a fucking vendetta against them. Well, I like, guess that's why they got Al Ewing doing all that crap. Yep. Yeah, because uh, he knows he knows all that stuff. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I I feel like everyone is kind of just praising Ewing right now for Immortal Hulk, Guardians, and now this, and you know, Empire and everything. Like, clearly one of the best writers working right now. But I, I it's just like it's such a testament to how good he is at like balancing dialogue and story and just like setting this huge thing up but also like there were so many like small interactions like peeper and just everything it's like <laughs> really incredible he's, he on, on like a macro scale too he's he's incredible at taking these like pieces of marvel lore that no one gave a shit about or barely remembered and turning it into the crux of like an entire event right. like and just like yeah like like the 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 like uh kotati jesus kid like that was a thing decades ago and no one cared and it was just gonna go away but yeah now, and he like managed like, to make a whole like intriguing event out of it they're like uh, they're, it's just so cool that they're like we have this huge sandbox helmed by hickman that yeah. is like something we've never seen before in comic books ever this huge collaborative effort and now you put like the other huge 
gun into <laughs> the right. into the play area. It's like what like yeah. this. It, it's insane. It's it's indomitable. Like, they're also about to be a size Spurrier X-Men book. Right. So they're just they're they're stealing from DC's top talent now. It's fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, well, you know, they didn't renew Health uh, Hellblazer, so this is what you fucking get. Yeah, yeah right. this is what you get, DC. Right, you right. you fucking missed out on, you know, like you didn't know what you had, so they went to somebody better. But it, it just <laughs> feels like all all the I mean, I I know there's not not every X book hits for everyone, but I overall the line is so incredible right now. It's doing so many oh, yeah. amazing things, breaking so many boundaries that if it, it really feels like I have no like I have no idea what's coming next and the sky is there's no there's no limit. Like Yeah, they I like could how do the scale anything. for Xbooks the scale for Xbooks is good to amazing. It's it doesn't right. go yeah, there's down no, to, there's, it doesn't go to okay. Yeah, everyone has different like <laughs> favorites of which one they yeah, think is incredible. It starts at but good, you though. can't argue that any of them are bad. Exactly. You can't. Like it's just ob- objectively well written, well drawn across the board. And you, yeah. You don't have to like it, but it is. Yeah, it's, it's it's the good. flagship yeah. Marvel line right now. I mean, yeah. which yeah. is as it should be, as it should have always been. Yeah. And they're putting all the talent into it, and it's it's showing. Yeah. But like, sure. I I wish they could get such a cohesive um, crew on some other larger on anything, anything um, else franchises. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. They kind of tried to do that with Star Wars when they did the relaunch when Marvel bought Star Wars or when mm. Disney bought, you know, when Marvel started to do it. But, and like, of, yeah. they were there for like the first like couple years and it's just kind of like scattered now. Yeah, that Darth and, Vader like, story right off the jump was excellent. Oh, Darth Vader and Star Wars were both fucking incredible and they crossed over each other and it was so good. And then Dr. Aphra and like all that was fucking amazing and like it's just kind of dwindling now but then they're about to have a big relaunch of like the the high the high republic um so like totally new shit so i'm i hopefully they learn what they you know learn from their mistakes and then take some cues from x-men yeah i just want more rogue squadron in my life man oh man oh that is a different podcast we're we're not going to talk about how (laughs) disney dumped their whole toy box out on stage the other night seriously (laughs) seriously but, but yeah, Patty Jenkins though I'm fucking psyched. No. Anywho, I just I just um, wish Rogue, Rogue Squadron was a series and not a standalone movie. But that's a different. I don't know. It might be fucking sick. It's a movie. I feel like I feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean. Um. But anywho, um, we got some shout outs. We do. Uh, just oh, a couple, yeah? couple here. Yeah. Um, I just want to shout out a couple here right off the top. Uh, crossover number two by Donny Cates, Jeff Shaw, and D. Cunniff. Cunniff. Um. Yeah. This. Uh, I wasn't like the biggest, uh, you know, fan of the of number one. Uh, I feel like number two really fleshed out the world a little bit more. Um, two evidently, brought me back. Two huh? brought me back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm still mm-hmm. kind of like cautiously optimistic, and I'm and I'm I'm yeah. digging it. I'm uh, I like where it's going. I'm gonna um, stick around for three still. So I exactly. Guess. Yeah, and uh, there's some big things coming. Uh, spawns in the next one. So. All uh, right, I did like the little lead in when they're talking about all the comic book writers that. Oh yeah, this Chip Zdarsky and and Scott Snyder are missing. Brian K. Vaughn was murdered in his palatial mansion. <laughs> they just and then they just said the Marvel writer Brian K. Vaughn and the the comic yeah the, book the, the, the dude like, who owned the, the fuck? yeah the dude who owns the comic shop is just like you really think of him as a Marvel writer? What the <laughs> fuck? Like that is that's actually exactly what I thought too. So yeah, right. it's kind of funny. That's fair. Because I was like I don't I didn't i had to look up what he wrote for marvel i had no idea well no because then later on she's like the runaways guy oh that's right yeah <laughs> i had no idea what he had written for marvel yeah those are those are some inside baseball jokes i like them. yeah uh yeah no it's, it's cool and yeah, uh for sure and, and it's becoming a little bit more of like a um 
uh, immigration allegory because they have, you know, mm-hmm. non-superhero people in like concentration camps. Yeah, but, it's not great. So, it's not great. Yeah, so, you know, that's pretty, that was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> and there's a piecemeal, which is a one-shot from Colin Bunn and Simon Kudzransky. Um, this was spooky. Just super spooky. <laughs> if you want a spooky one shot about some haunted houses, uh, also have to shout it out because it takes place in our HQ, Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> three fourths of our. I feel like it was like a fictional Willow Grove, but we're going to say Willow Grove is nothing name- like this. And I wish it was more like this. <laughs> we're going to use yeah. the name Willow Grove, but yeah, yeah I but don't yeah, but think it, there it are was... any murder mansions. Not that I know, I know of. of. I mean, I've lived here <laughs> yeah. my whole life. Well, you're not looking hard I mean, enough I, for the I do mansions. know of a cool, spooky, abandoned mansion, but it's it's uh, more in Jenkintown than Willow Grove. Oh, mm. well, now you're just splitting hairs. Willow Grove ain't the murder mansion shit. is the murder mansion lies on the, well, on the maybe the book didn't want to give away where all the murder mansions are. Sure, I mean <laughs> the the most Willow Grove thing about this book is there's a, a point of dialogue where they were like, no one no one wants to stay in Willow Grove their whole life, and I was like, dude, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> okay book didn't need that personal attack but whatever jeez <laughs> it's a bit rude but okay uh, but yeah it was it was really good i don't want to spoil it everyone should should grab a copy yeah it was uh, definitely it was good i was liked good. it i just grabbed it by the author's name i didn't that's all i knew about it i was like i'll check it out yeah the so, art was really sick too yeah the art was cool again very spooky yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um Usagi Ojimbo number 15 came out by uh, Stan the Guy Sakai. Everyone's favorite Stan. <laughs> yeah, the best Stan. Stan the Guy. <laughs> um, this book is just, I, like, it's I, so good. I, I can't not mention this book on this show. It's, it's just good. Yeah. We, we got this, we get this kind of cool, he's going to visit this, um, like, Tengu, like. It's an old Tengu guy. This Tengu guy that he, so, like, learned yeah, kind of sword like, fighting triggers. from. When he was like younger, a flashback. Well, yeah, he's he's on his way there, but he's he's reminiscing about how he had to fight him so that he could teach him yeah. swordsmanship, like when he was younger. And then he gets there, and like he's hanging on to within an inch of his life, and there's monsters everywhere. So it's like, hmm. yeah, it's like a lead into a much bigger Tengu War series that I'm really <laughs> excited about. Tengu War. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I just love that this and Devil's Red Bride come out on the same week it's every time. It's so funny to me. It's so great. <laughs> All right, I have Juggernaut number four by Fabian Nicieza, Ron Garney, and Matt Miller. Um, Juggernaut gets a sad to fight a plastic snot monster. Named Primus. <laughs> Named Primus, who's actually an old nice. character. Um, Wait, I wonder really? if he plays slap bass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is the this issue is the confrontation with um, Arnim Zola, the the Nazi scientist, um, and also we get a flashback of um, Kane snorting the gem of Satorak for what power. The hell? <laughs> Just like has the shards of the gem from when it was shattered in the old Uncanny X Men run. And he just likes he just puts his face in there and goes ham. That's, that's one way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> get it right in your brain. So, uh, so it turns out that um, Arnim Zola is also being controlled by someone, and it's people that run like a 
secret supervillain jail? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, they, but they want um, D-Cell for, because she's a mutant. And she, even though she keeps saying she's not a mutant. So something, <laughs> something's still up with that. But uh, the book's really good. It's really enjoyable and the art is fantastic. Yeah, I've been loving this book. Yeah, yeah it, it's just really, it's really uh, enjoyable. Sweet. Speaking of enjoyable, top Here's story. Yeah. This book was Boy. dope. Homesick Pilots, number one. I really enjoyed it. This is my favorite. The internet book hyped this week. up for months. Yeah. No, they have, and that usually means that I'm underwhelmed, but uh, that is not the case this time. This book See, is really basically I... piecemeal, but like. With Max. Punk rock? Plus punk rock? Yeah, more punk rock kind of <laughs> turned up to 11. <laughs> and more Max. And, and like, the house is sentient in a different way like it doesn't you, seem like it's sentient necessarily maliciously it's like lonely in case you ever <laughs> wanted your haunted house book to have a mech in it yeah why can't yeah, this yeah. be in willow grove okay. <laughs> yeah no like so so the book starts out and it's the house has this like light blasting from it and it's just getting up and walking around the town uh and it's uh santa manos in 94 is where this takes place mm-hmm. uh and then and then it you know Couple a few weeks earlier, we get the actual like character development of all the kids, and they're all just a bunch of punk rock orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a significant amount of orphans in this book. Am I am I correct yeah, here? There's like a, it's it's got a yeah. lost boys energy. It's an it. aggressive amount of orphans. Uh, awesome so so the the band is called Homesick Pilots, and two out of three of them at least are orphans. We don't know about the third kid. I just- I love what they're going to the other punk show, the the nuclear, nuclear bastards. bastards, and then just the singer is just some shitty derivative trash shit. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I love this. This is great. Um, yeah, you really and don't pull your punches alley. on that one. Maybe those were the actual uh, lyrics to the song. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, honestly. But man, I, uh, I mean, th- I've been to some punk shows and bowling alleys in Willow Grove. Well, this ah, doesn't take place go. in Willow Grove. We're out of Willow Grove. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, while they're at the punk rock show, the singer of Homesick Pilots decides, hey, let's do a show in the house that kills people. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. And like, she's just like, yeah, I was just like being dramatic because I, it sounded cool, uh, but I shouldn't have fucking done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Been really cavalier about the murder house, <laughs> murder. Uh, <laughs> right? And there's like there's a really good backstory later on where um the I one of the members of the homesick pilots is talking about like the in the home that he lives in the foster home or like you know home for orphans uh mm-hmm. right before he got there a kid ran away to that abandoned house and like was stuck in it for weeks and then he died of like malnutrition because he was like scratch like scratching his way out of the house and there were like claw marks right next to the door and like wandering through the house for weeks this this is this gives me kind of flashbacks from when i read house of leaves i'm getting a house of leaves vibe from this (laughs) so so yeah so like they're like oh that's just a myth nobody talks about it and the kid who lived there was kind of like nah they were like real fucking serious we i like i had to sleep with the lights on because my roommate wouldn't turn the fucking lights off it was really annoying (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah back at the punk show the cops show up there's just like some really good character development with these punks i love the they all just take bets on what the cops are gonna say when they break up the show 
So, yeah. It's like, oh, you're all uh, trespassing. And like, and then the, the one kid's like, oh, he's going to say, you know, you've just assaulted an officer. And then like proceeds to kick him in the head. And then the cop says it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so great. So good. Uh, yeah. So I think they have like a little confrontation with the other band. We get some more character development. They, uh, they clearly don't like each other, these rival bands. Um, yeah, man. They get in a big fight. But eventually the i don't remember her name but the i feel like our main character here she just decides i want to go check out the murder house well she decides she doesn't want to go home because she is also an orphan and she's like Man. having this like old inner, inner monologue with herself of like she's playing out you the- smell like cigarettes and you're drunk yeah. and you're just the you know stereotypical orphan kid and why can't you be better we're so disappointed in you and she's like fuck this and then goes to the yeah. goes to the murder house yeah <laughs> <laughs> Home. And That's then when she home. when she still disappeared, the rest of the band goes looking for her. So. Yeah. And then that's when this this splash page I thought was really cool. Oh, where you oh, have to yeah. read it from two different directions. You have to read it so in a, a circle. It's like Yeah, it's like <laughs> a, it's like a side so cut of the house. So it shows like the two one group uh, that we've been following, the homesick pilots break going under the top floor, going into the house that way and you follow their speech. But on the bottom floor the uh, the other band is coming in at the same time just through a window and like they meet the opposite all- way so they yeah. like meet in like On a the spiral floor. in the middle it, it was a really cool layout um, for to show that it took me way too long to figure out what was happening I was like oh right this is this is super cool I actually caught it super fast like way faster than I should have like yeah. not not to brag like but I don't <laughs> understand like some, it clicked in my brain o- in a way that right, like right <laughs> um, better at comics yeah, than you. They, <laughs> and then they just kind of figure out like they're kind of again uh, then the I guess the one guy's uh, the lead the lead singer of the nuclear band's dealer oh and yeah then it's, it's, <laughs> and they then just, just do a fucking to, weed deal in the middle yeah, of it and then just decides to rob him instead because he's an asshole I also then, I also love that they're having like the same conversation um, as they're going through the house yeah like yeah. like uh in a, like a previous scene like the the two kids from homesick files were like look i'm just saying we put a d beat on that breakdown boom tap boom tap boom tap <laughs> oh, yeah yeah and then like the next like the nuclear bastards are like i'm just saying we put a d beat on the breakdown <laughs> it seems like everyone like they all get along except for like the lead singer or like the lead the I don't know if it's the singer in both the, bands. The, like, the dude in Nuclear Bastards is a is a nuclear he, bastard. Yeah, he, exactly, he seems yeah. to be a bit of a bully. So it's not just and then a everyone else name. seems to get along. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he ends up like getting in a little tiff because he's trying to rob his drug dealer now because that's just a dick move. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, I love out. how he, he pulls a knife and yeah. then like the dealer kid from Homesick Pilots is just like turns away, just like yeah, dude, what the fuck? And then he just stabs him. He's like, you fucking. Stabbed me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't rob then, your dealer. Um, that never goes well. For yeah. Anybody. Fucking stabs him, and then the house um fucking kills him. Defend. Yeah. It defends the. I I want to say he's the bassist. I don't know if I'm just making that. I up. I can't or, remember which one, but defends him like for, a, for or the no, he's the drummer because oh yeah, um, she defends him in the fight earlier. I think uh, this is our yeah, because the drummers were fighting. Bit. Yeah. That exactly. Was so um, this like the pipes and stuff come out of the walls and just impale him and then just wrap around his head and pop it off that's fucked up I hate when that Dude, <laughs> shit was like i audibly the one, gasped the yeah. one panel of like all of the pipes like sneaking up behind yeah, him is really cool. so good yeah i love it 
Yeah, and then we get a classic shining tidal of blood out of a door. Yep. It's fucking great. Yep. Usually the blood oh, gets just, off on the just, third floor. <laughs> just fucking, they just have to run. And then you find out like what's kind of going on. Like the door like phases shut and you kind of understand like some sh- crazy shit's going on with this house. Yo, that house is lonely. It just needs friends, oh, okay? Uh, and then the epilogue is even wilder yeah, somehow. Bananas. So yeah, because I think it's like it's yeah. just this like debutante chick like in L.A. or something, and she's talking to her boyfriend, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, they say that like horseshoes are good luck." So I stole this horseshoe from this old creepy house, and I keep it in my bag, and like I just have great luck. I like, found fifty bucks immediately after I stole it. It was great. And then like the chick from Homesick Pilot shows up in the living room. As a fucking ghost, and, she, and the boyfriend's like, uh, your, your fucking thing is haunted. Your horseshoe is haunted. <laughs> yeah, it's floating. What the fuck is it doing? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, the, the house wants it back. Yeah, the house wants the its house ghost wants its back. Ghost the, back, yeah. The, the, that reminds, it's lonely, I'm saying. It reminded me of the series Ghosted, which is a, it's an image comic series where um, this super villain thief gets broken out of prison to steal a ghost from a haunted house. <laughs> it's one of my favorite like image series. So like the yeah. vibe I got was like the the she like kind of is like either part of the house now or yeah. is definitely oh, yeah. also the house, of the house is a mech so- that she's Yeah. And she's like merged she's, with it somehow. She's merged with the house yeah. now. That's the vibe. I also hate when that happens. Yeah, this book shit was crazy. It's it's very like deadly class meets like something yeah. like ghosted or something the real, like uh, the real question i have is is she gonna like fight another house I like is there gonna be like a yes. like a church that's evil and like that's the i hope so or or like maybe merge with a couple of other houses and then make a bigger house it's like katamari house <laughs> like a voltron yes house. a I house think it, zord oh um, yeah God. i love this book I have no idea what... Together, reform, escrow. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) I I have no idea what this book's going to be. We are HOA. (laughs) We are. We have to take it down. It's evil. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, this fucking book's great. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I also, bonus points for actually saying real punk things <laughs> not just not just like, making those are punk all, things up those are all real references that they made like <laughs> talking about D-Beat and Fugazi and stuff and like I was like oh boom tap boom tap I was like yeah it's fucking D-Beat and just fucking nailed it <laughs> <laughs> that made Casey happy she was oh yeah right no it there. did this is it's awesome it's, and it, I forgot that it takes place in the 90s for a second because uh, they like name dropped Fugazi and I'm just like wait oh 90s oh, yeah right, that makes right, sense yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean yeah, you yeah. could you could have made the same joke with Kariki yeah, that makes sense <laughs> But no, this was really good. I, it's beautiful. It's I, I really like the art in it too. Um, yeah, and uh, the you know and stuff. It's really we're cool. we're a big fan as a show. We're a big fan of Dan Waters because he yes. also did Coffin Bound. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm excited for issue two. And this is a this is less esoteric than uh than Coffin Bound. <laughs> Very, but uh yeah. I, we didn't really touch on the art. It's got that like total like Becky Cloonan vibe that I just absolutely love. It's mm-hmm. really good color blocking, like which also kind of runs you deadly class. It's yeah, the art's fantastic. That really takes it up to the next level, you know. Yeah, it yeah. it matches really well with the vibe um 
of the writing for sure. It, it, yeah. It, it's made, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be really good. It reminds me of Val Halverson a little bit too, because of like the, oh, the totally. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that kind of color scheme. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. No, his his art and and Becky's art are like my two. That's my jam, yeah. and like uh, I'm just gonna include Casper Wingard in there with it. Yeah, so. I kind of like how like you have the background pieces, but all the characters are kind of like outlined in it, so they kind of they they pop. Yeah, Val, Val did that a bunch too in figurines. Yeah. There was so like really like the really good like pop a lot. Yeah, nah. they have this like white outline almost around them and and everything. So like it gives them a a depth on. So it looks really neat. A depth with a, a like cartoonishness that keeps yeah. it light. Like it's like not super over like like piecemeal was creepy and the art was creepy <laughs> and like that is the vibe. This one has like a little bit more of a like whimsical, fun, like vibe. kid kid vibe, you know? But yeah. like with that underlying like seeding seedy underbelly of like creepy. Yeah, there's some, and yeah, there's some, there's some fucked up shit going on here. Yeah, there's some fucked up shit. There's a house yeah. walking around killing people. Yeah, there's a tidal wave <laughs> of blood, my friend. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. So, uh, so what's out this week? New uh, mutant. Let's see. Black cat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. New mutants. Black cat. And it looks like X Force. So we'll get the yeah. X books out of the way. Yeah. Um, Batman proper, which I'm caught up on, so I might talk about that now. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, I haven't been reading much, but I know people are uh, Seven to Eternity. That book is confusing, but I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Once a Future looks like uh, Decorum. We find them. We only find them when they're dead. Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood. Uh, something called Post Americana that looks super cool. Another an image Im- number one. That's an image one. I'll check uh-huh. it out for sure. Oh, uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, uh, original oh, graphic novel, fuck. Reckless. Top story or my yeah, pick. Yeah, I, I mean, care. honestly. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm that's, reading that that's shit. That's going in there. Um, Barbalian's out. Um, Taskmaster number two. Yay. Um, Tank Girl number two. Oh, God. Ooh. Yes. Uh, Amethyst. <laughs> Finally. I think it's the last <laughs> issue. <laughs> Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood. Yeah. We live. Yeah, there's some good stuff. That, um, for some fans, I don't know how this ties in, but there's an Expanse comic coming out written by the... Uh, it ties right into the... Um, it ties into the show. To the show universe, I believe. So. so if you are only reading the books and not watching the show, do not read. It will spoil it or make you confused. Or if the other way around, it's a great book that you should pick up. <laughs> yeah, I think it ties directly into the between the season four and season five. So if you're a fan of the show and you want some more, but you're not a big, uh, you like pictures with your boards, you know, pick up this comic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm behind on the books, and Same. I didn't I read the, the I didn't watch the show because I didn't want to like throw myself off from reading the books so i'm gonna have to skip this one unfortunately but christina was obsessed with the show she's like you need to watch it so i watched it without telling her until i got to like the fifth season she was so (laughs) mad at me (laughs) oh no because i just wanted to watch it i didn't want to like yo like where you at where you at i'm just like i just want to watch it i I don't want you to be quizzing me the whole time uh the second part (laughs) of second coming comes out next week too ah yeah the only begotten son Mm -hmm. yeah so that could be cool what else we got? I think that's um that looks like everything, but looks like a good week for us for sure. Pretty sick. Awesome. Sweet. We did it, y'all. We, yeah. Somehow. 
<laughs> so uh so that's that's it for uh for this week's comics make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at last week's comics um and join us next week when we talk about this week's comics uh yeah so consider joining our patreon uh you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support we have two tiers of our patreon right now we have a three dollar level which gives you all of the dueling genre archives there's a ton of stuff from all of the dueling genre shows all of the the patreon level content at a five dollar level you get all of the new upcoming stuff from our patreon level so i mean that's about as much as one comic book (laughs) so consider consider joining our patreon we've got some really exciting news really exciting new shows and new content coming up on the horizon so you want to get in at the very beginning you don't want to miss any of that so uh head over to duelinggenre.com slash support check us out and uh please support your local comic shop any way you can get out there Wear a mask, go visit your comic shop, buy some comics, and uh, we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.